welcome to Make Change Fun and Easy with your happiness expert, Samia Bano. This is the podcast to help change makers, coaches, trainers, and healers break your chains of fear so you can create the impact and income you desire with fun and ease. Please make sure you subscribe to enjoy every episode. This podcast is sponsored by the Happiness 101 program. Hello, salam, shalom, namaste, sasirikal, aloha, hola, ciao, bonjour, buna, and privyat. It's really, really good to be with you again, and I know you will be really happy that you have joined us again because we have a very special guest and it's Barbara Benga, who is a money mindset and business coach. And I'm so excited that you are joining us today, Barbara. Welcome. Hi, Samia. Thank you so much for having me here. Super excited to be here. Good evening from Barcelona. Nice. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay, so before we jump into the topic that we want to talk about, it is all going to be related to the relationship between happiness and money. Can you tell us more about who you are and what you do? All right. So um, I am a, like you said, money mindset and business coach for female entrepreneurs. Um, I was born in Estonia and um, I've lived in quite a few countries. Uh and um, so it, it has taken me a while to um, to sort of get on, on the entrepreneurial path, really, because I had a very bad relationship with money. So when the pandemic hit in 2020, I realized that this is where people may need me because I was working on my own money story. Apart from that, uh, what else I do is I love perfume, (laughs) I love coffee, and working out, so when I have time. Nice, that is so cool. (laughs) Oh man, okay. Um, So the main topic that you want to focus on today is exploring the relationship between happiness and money. That's actually one of the most I, I would say like important topics, I think that mm-hmm. it's like so important for us to talk about and understand and think more deeply about. And so I'm like super happy that I'm able to do that with you right now and today. So tell me more, what's your perspective on the relationship between happiness and money? That's a very good question. So I, I remember us discussing this and I asked you if, if you think that money um, money can make you happy. Um, and so we had quite a, quite a nice chat there. Um, but what I do think that money in itself, and I think most people agree, um, and you agree that money in itself doesn't make you happy. The pursuit of money doesn't make you happy but it can surely make your life easier. But what really matters is your relationship with money. Uh. Um, 
because we can be happy with money or without money and it's really all in your mind in the end right yes i so agree with you on that because truly when you look at the essence of happiness the experience of happiness it is an experience and it is in essence a state of mind and a state of heart um so it's an internal internal thing whereas money is like concept it's something outside of us it's a tool that we utilize um to help us get things that we want and desire uh but you you just said something very important i think uh that what our happiness really relates to or depends on in the context of money is our relationship with money can you tell me more about that like what relationship do we have with money or can we have with money <laughs> So we don't think about money as as something to have a relationship with but it's really having or not having money is is one of the the main areas of our life that determines the the quality of of our lives right so it's important to think about how we think and feel about money um and i i really want to mention um where i got this from so it was it was from ken honda who's uh like a, a finance guru or money money teacher from japan and he was working with millionaires for years and years and he figured out that there were millionaires who were like really happy and millionaires who were always unhappy and going for the next thing that would then make them happier So he created this idea of money IQ which is uh, managing money uh, investing and all that and money IQ which is your uh, like we said your relationship your emotional attachment to money mm. and it comes with a lot of unconscious limiting or non-limiting beliefs so right. how your mind is programmed around the topic of money mm. determines your relationship and that that's your level of happiness. Mm. Oh, I love that framing and I love that distinction between money IQ and money EQ. Wow. So tell me more about like what kind of skills or behaviors, thoughts, beliefs are we talking about when it comes to money IQ and then versus money EQ like so like maybe a few examples of each mm-hmm. Hey thanks for tuning into this episode hope you're getting value out of it For your information this episode has been sponsored by the Happiness 101 program Are you a change maker coach trainer or healer Are chains of fear holding you back from making the impact and income you desire using a unique combination of positive psychology and the spiritual wisdom of our most effective change makers the happiness 101 program helps you break through your limiting beliefs and manifest the abundance and success you desire with fun and ease interested book a free happiness 101 exploration call with me 
your happiness expert, Samia Vano. Just use my online calendar link in the show notes. Now back to the show. Well, the IQ, and we don't even have to call it like this. It's just like our practical money management skills, right? Do we know how to budget? Are we saving? How much we are saving? Um, Are we investing? Do we have multiple bank accounts for specific purposes? Um, And these days, you know, investing is crypto. Investing in crypto has become very popular. So that is part of the money IQ. Um, And just the day-to-day money management and making your money grow is like the practical stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know. I was like, I give a lot of information. No, so. no, no, that that's awesome. And you know, it's true. This is like a huge area where a lot of people struggle with, especially a lot of women struggle with, especially mm. I think from like cultures like mine. And right now I'm thinking of like my Indian Pakistani culture. And certainly the way it used to be traditionally uh, and when I was growing up in India and Pakistan, that was back in the 80s and 90s, you know, and my family was fairly traditional in our lifestyle. And so like I grew up with zero, almost zero learning about money, EQ, no, IQ. Money, 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 like money management. Let's yeah, go it with was money like management. money was always handled for me. It was always managed for me, and mm-hmm. like there was no expectation that I would ever have to or need to do it as a girl, as a woman. It was like mm-hmm. my dad did it. If my dad wasn't, and then you know I'd be handed over to my husband, or if I didn't have a husband. And my dad wasn't around, I'd have brothers and uncles and, you know, other men in my life who would do all the money management. So, like, I I was never taught or had any expectation to learn that. And so, actually, when I used to think about, even think about having to manage money, having to earn money, like, if I thought about, oh, what would I do if I had to play the role my dad does in terms of being a moneymaker in our family? It used to feel so difficult. And like, and I was like, oh, I'm so glad I'm a girl and I don't have to do it because it's just so <laughs> weird and strange oh, wow. and hard, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, knowing how to manage your money and make money and and grow your income is uh, very, very empowering, not just for women, but uh, for everyone. Because you don't have to. So let's imagine you're you're one of those. Not not you, but there's a person listening who is always just spending. Um, and so they they find it hard to make ends meet at the end of the month. And they're like, wow, where did all the money go? Which right. is quite com- common, right? Yes. Um, so imagine you have like a really good system. So you never run out of money. Mm. And you feel so like uh, strong, like so powerful uh, yes. because you have money and you <laughs> it gives you security. Right. Uh, whatever it is for you personally. That's right. And the security part is really important because I know it really 
impacted me um, because even though I wasn't the person in charge of managing money or, or you know, earning money, the sense of security around having enough money was like a huge issue because actually what happened was that we we had been living in a smaller town in India and my dad had his own business it was going fine until riots broke out you know mm-hmm. and like his factory got shut down like literally shut down for six months he couldn't reopen his factory and things got so bad like at a financial level where my I, I honestly don't remember much of this because I was like pretty young I was younger than eight years old at that time um, but my mom tells us stories of you know like she she would she would be like I'd get one egg and fry it as wide as I could so then I could cut mm-hmm. it up into three pieces to oh. give to me and my brother and my sister and she had nothing for my dad or herself you know and that was mm-hmm. if, if she if we were lucky to to be able to get an egg you know so <clears throat> and I remember going to school this is one one memory I do have I remember going to school and my shoes had holes in them and my mm-hmm. teacher was like you have to buy new shoes and and you know um, I remember feeling and knowing like that I couldn't buy new shoes we couldn't afford to get you new shoes you know and this was actually a memory that again I I had forgotten about until like a few years ago I was at a conference where we were working on money mindset and um, all of that and I actually was going through a process a self hypnosis sort of process where Mm -hmm. the um, where you know I was guided and this memory was brought up into my consciousness and um, I didn't even realize you know until that moment that oh this this was actually a real memory this was something that happened it was still impacting Mm -hmm. my psychology um, you you know all those decades later it it does that's the thing Um, I grew up poor too you know there were there were times when we just had some like bread and like a little bit of something in the fridge like jam maybe or a bit of cheese and so my my mother was she was a single mother and she would just borrow money uh, from people to to put food on the table Um, and then she ended up like owing everyone money and that's another story right But uh, what I wanted to say is that you, you kind of brought, brought this topic up really nicely now. Our beliefs mm-hmm. around money, everything really, but yeah. our topic is money now, are sort of imprinted into our unconscious mind be- between the ages of zero to six or seven. And it's like a program. It's like a computer program that actually runs your life. So what we do in Money Coaching, what I do with my clients is we also clean. We clean up that that mess. We, we like install a new program that will help you with 
um, more empowering beliefs. Yeah, that is so cool. That is so cool because I mean, man, that that can be life changing. You know, that truly not can be. It is life changing because ultimately, again, if you're talking about happiness as a state of mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you're currently unhappy or struggling with your happiness what's going to allow you to be happy or be more in control of your happiness is to change that underlying mindset yeah 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 you understand why you have this um why you're unhappy around the topic of money uh you may need someone to help you like you did that guided meditation or you just write out your blocks or your beliefs and you you start working on them and creating what we call a new new financial identity because you can't create a happy life with an unhappy mindset right yes what are some other money mindsets that people have that are limiting hmm Well, I'm coaching a lot of entrepreneurs and I see that, um, well, first of all, not deserving money. So they find it hard to charge or uh, accept money or, or hit a consistent level of income. Another one is I have to work very hard to make money. That yes. Was <laughs> I was like, it's so hard. to make money yeah. i have to work hard to make money making money is a struggle like that was so mean that was so mean mm-hmm. and let me let me guess what changed for you i don't know i'm just taking a wild guess here it's like once yeah. you started doing what makes you happy money came right well mm. not immediately not immediately because um For a long time I was like okay I'm I'm just going to do what makes me happy what I love to do but because I had all this like uh like these limiting beliefs about how hard it was to make money so I was like you know what I'm not even going to try to make money doing what I love I'm just going to do what I love and so I was like uh, okay. the volunteer of the year volunteer of uh that was loved by every organization that I went into to watch literally I won so many uh awards like I I literally won awards where Samia is a volunteer of the year Samia is a volunteer oh wow oh, oh my yes because I I would make a commitment to a particular cause or particular organization And then I would show up and I would like really show up and show up all the time um, and do like things where to, literally to the point where the very first job I got, I had been showing up and doing so much work with them. They were like, mm-hmm. Samia, you, why don't you just let us pay you to do all this work? <laughs> You're doing more work than some of our stuff. And my first reaction if you can believe it or not i'm sure you can believe it my first reaction was like no 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 please don't worry about it you know i i, I do this because i love to do this i love to be here yes and if also like it were uh, serving um when you're serving people yeah. when you're helping people you absolutely cannot take money yeah <laughs> it's exactly. another big limiting belief yes mm-hmm. yes 
So, you know, for a long time, I, this was like for a good, I would say, I graduated from college in about um, 2007. So between 2007 and 2012, that was me. Just volunteering, volunteering, volunteering. Hmm. And even when people offered me money, I would like literally refuse to take money. Oh, wow. So you were actually like what we call blocking the flow of abundance because you were like just like so adamant uh, about like not not taking it. I just want to do what you, you excluded doing what makes you happy and being paid for it. Like uh, I didn't exclude about doing what made me happy. I was doing what made me happy, but I excluded the money. Yeah, that's what I mean. I like, like you yeah, sort of mutually yes. excluded the two possibilities, yes, right? Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And and like for me, the change started to happen in 2012, which is when I started my coaching business. Actually, Yay. because that's when I started to work with my coach, my very first coach. Um and we began to do work on money mindset and beliefs and mm -hmm. starting to you know like just bust through all these limiting beliefs oh yeah and um, my happiness coach she was like making money happiness coaching <laughs> and you know so she was like really my first model of someone who I saw she was like extremely she is a person who's extremely spiritually grounded she's so wise I was just in total awe of of her as as you know the amazing person that she was and mm -hmm. she was doing work that she loved and she was making money doing it so uh being under her wing getting mentored by her getting coached by her you know that is what really shifted me wow yeah 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 I mean, everything comes in its own time, right? So yeah. it's not like you should be, you should should be wishing you'd met her before. I think um, so. I, I I believe in divine timing. Yeah. But another one now, I think that came up is like being spiritual and having money. Uh, oh, are also often being mutually excluded. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's very much connected to that serving mindset, right? Also, because a lot of times. The serving mindset is coming from that place of spirituality. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I I come across this in in coaching uh, in the coaching industry also because I work with a lot of uh, spiritual women. Uh -huh. um, and so what we need to, to do really is to flip the switch from uh, I cannot take money or I can't sell high ticket, for example, which is like two, two, three to five K uh -huh. in dollars. Sometimes charging those high prices actually um, is like a wake up call for the for the business owner. It's like, OK, I need to level up. Um, I need to level up my game. This is not a joke anymore. So I have to start serving my clients at the highest level so that I can pay, pay my coach who is also serving at high at her highest or his highest level. So um, what I think is also true is the, the more commitment, the more uh, energetic exchange 
the the more well the, the, the higher the price is right and it totally makes sense if you think about it yeah yeah so how do you help these women who are you spiritual and who have this perspective that you know they can't charge high prices like what is like a key like what is something that you might share with them to help them see that from a different perspective like what do you shift that belief to what is a new belief that yeah you help them create there's a couple of things um, but so one one block is around selling because we often have uh, very negative experiences around around selling and being sold too um so we don't want to be salesy and so we don't, we it's easier for some reason to charge $10 instead of 100 or 200 instead of 2000 right i don't know i don't know why i mean i know why but you know what i mean um so it's easier to charge less even though you deserve more because you have put so much time energy and money into what you have created for your clients plus there is your life experience there's all the wisdom you have gathered there is your unique personality there is your beautiful feminine essence so they're not just paying for information there is so much that goes into your services as a coach who i mostly work with and i'm sure it's true for retail businesses also they put their heart and soul into this so why shouldn't you ask for money right yeah i mean there's for sure that aspect of deserving and there's also just the practicality of like what you need to keep the business running and you know I, like i remember one of the big lessons i learned from my happiness coach the first one who was my model for you know uh having that healthier relationship with money so she charged um about 200 like first of all she didn't do a lot of work where she charged by the hour but when she did charge by the hour uh it, like she basically charged 250 dollars an hour and she said mm -hmm. that was not and she helped me understand sort of like the she was like this is not just a random figure that i've come up with that mm -hmm. you, you have to look at you know what what are all the different expenses that you have because she was like you if you're going to do this work professionally you have certain things that you need you need let's say a, a website that's of a certain quality mm -hmm. you need to have an office set up that's of a certain quality if you're going to see like um, patients in person or clients in person because at, at that time everything mm -hmm. was pretty much being mostly done in person you know this is back mm -hmm. in 2012 so um uh, you know you have to pay the rent and you know this and that and so think about now start to think about okay you have all of these fixed expenses and so yeah. how many clients do you have to serve at what price point for you to be able to <laughs> 
keep going with your business. You this know? is the money IQ you're giving me right. now. And it's it's really, it's a great example because it's yeah. such a practical, the practical aspect right. of like yes. of running a business. You have right. overheads yes. and you want to make profit. Exactly. But it totally, but when she helped break things down for me in this way from the money IQ perspective, it helped me see, see that it was not an issue of what, I mean, it was not just an issue of what do I deserve? What do I think I'm mm-hmm. worth? There is a very practical aspect of it yes. that you have to take into account, um, you know? And so it's like, if you're charging, she was like, if you're going to do, like use my business model of how I'm doing things and you charge anything less than 250 NR, you are not going to be able to sustain <laughs> basically literally yeah you know so yeah 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 we have a lot of and also like these days uh, okay you don't pay for petrol most of the time but there's a lot of maintenance in the behind the scenes and there's also well uh most most business coaches or most coaches pay mentors also um so there's a whole network of vas um a lot there's a whole network of people behind me offering you something yeah, that's right right that's right as exactly exactly like just recently um last year i launched a new project and um i was like okay well what what are the costs involved and you know my my old self would not have taken into account all the time that i put in and all the time that my VA had to put in and all the time that other team members had to put in, you know, would not have taken that into account. But now I know better. So when we think yeah. things and we think about, you know, like, you know, how many clients do we need to, to reach out to and serve to break even and all that, we take that into consideration when we decide on the price point at which we're going to be able to offer our, our service yeah that's that totally makes sense right uh, so sometimes there's quite a good deal of, of you know practicality involved also um but things get get a little bit trickier when when the prices go like really high right so there's there's, there's other factors coming in later on yes yes for sure can you share one of those factors when the prices go beyond what is just practically needed so um have you i don't know if you notice in the coaching industry these days um it's uh it's fashionable to to make 10k 10k months okay yes so yes 10k in three months which is possible by the way um or 10 i don't know whatever number in one whatever amount of time so usually to get the result you pay your coach your mentor between like three and five because there is a very high level of commitment involved 
from you and from the coach. But it's sort of like um, if I paid you, let's say um, you promised me 10K in three months and you have a great strategy and mentoring system and resources and uh, community and all, all that amazingness. And then you charged me like 500. I would be like, what? Uh, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't um, give you the, the respect you deserve. I wouldn't give you the dedication that it takes. And I just wouldn't, frankly, get the results because the stakes are not high enough. That is interesting. That is very interesting. Yeah. Cool. So, so... Oh my gosh, you just brought up some really <laughs> awesome, awesome points. And... Uh, and unfortunately we are sort of <laughs> running out, out of time, time here <laughs> i know so I'm, I'm like uh oh man i i, I can't ask you a very deep question uh, but, <laughs> you can, you but can. let's um uh, okay so so from here where do we go next like any last thoughts any last bits of wisdom that you'd like to share with us for right now in terms of okay so so if someone if just heard you say this and they're like oh my gosh a light bulb just went went off in their in their mind what is the next step that they can take uh to move on from here you mean to improve their money mindset yeah yeah start start looking for patterns Mm. Do you always find yourself in the same situation in a sa saying the same things yeah like running out of money before the end of the month like uh getting a whole lot of money and then losing it like um um i don't know complaining about money um just look look at your behavior and it will give you big clues of what needs to change for you to to be be happier around this topic yeah. and then going back to happiness again right um yeah. Uh, money is not everything and we are not making money for money's sake it's a result of something bigger that we are doing in our life and with our lives yes if we allow it if we allow it to come to us yes that is wonderful so like a wonderful point at which for us to leave people thinking it's like what are you doing to block money coming into your life and what can you do to allow more money to come into your life so like barbara said look for those patterns and you know the the, the truth is that you when you begin to think and you try to look for those patterns you might find yourself struggling you're like what patterns <laughs> what am I doing I'm not blocking money from my life I want money from my life so you might struggle to actually identify these blocks these patterns and that's where Barbara can help you so yay <laughs> I'd be very happy yeah yeah please check our show notes because we are going to be adding Barbara's links in there so you can connect with her and reach out for help and support and um I will also throw my links in there if you would like to get in touch with me. Um, and yeah, so 
So until we connect next time, I just want to thank you again, Barbara, for being with us today, sharing so much amazing wisdom and experience with us. And I just want to thank all of you, our dear listeners, for joining us. And I just wish you lots and lots of peace and joy until we connect next time. Thank you.